Welcome to the NC Sports Powered, as always, by the BetMGM app. Hey, congrats to BetMGM. New deal uh, with Sunday Night Football that I saw this morning, too. But uh, we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time uh, on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Find links to our show on our Twitter timeline, also our Instagram, and hit us up on TikTok as well. Uh, we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us, and they help out all of you guys as well. Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or simply at wilsoncountyhyundai.com, the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage, rates, and service. Find a new health plan for you, fbhp.com slash atoz. And Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. If you're injured in a car wreck, call them today. 800-800-4600. So uh, let's go ahead and dive into the Taylor Lewan injury update. So yesterday, Buck Rising reports, a to Z sports.com, that Taylor Lewan is feared to be lost for the season uh, after being carted off after the Titans' first offensive play with a knee injury. So Zach, uh, before I go deeper into Buck's report yesterday and the updated one from this morning, uh, take us back through because you said you went back and watched the replay of what happened to Taylor Lewan on that specific play that you saw uh, Monday night. Yeah, I think it was like in the third quarter. Things were starting to get out of hand. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go all the way back because I record all the Titans games and uh, go back to the first play for Lewan to get injured because I was curious to see how it happened. And I heard rumblings on Twitter from the Buffalo press box that when they saw it, it looked like it was non-contact, right? And they have a different view than everybody else at home. I was surprised that play one wasn't in split screen, to be honest. <laughs> it wasn't, and I went back and I looked at it. And, you know, on that play, Lawan was literally just going down the line of scrimmage. He was on the left side of the line of scrimmage because he's left tackle. He turned to his right and started heading down the line of scrimmage to block because that's where the play momentum was going and then he hit the deck he hit the ground uh, it didn't look like anybody touched him I think he, he landed wrong something happened and I think that set the tone unfortunately for the Titans offense throughout the course of the night now they had one good drive but after that they had no good drives and so you know I, I think we're all worried when a player of that caliber and Luan has had a lot of things, you know, said about him throughout the course of the last several years because of his ups and downs, whether it's, you know, suspension or injury. He had a lot to prove this offseason. And he did by the Titans picking him over Roger Saffold. And then he had a lot to prove this season for, you know, the trajectory of his career. Let's get this straight, okay? Nobody should ever root for, uh, you know, an injury or be happy that anybody is injured on any team, opposing team that you're a fan of, this is a bad deal for the Tennessee Titans, and it's a bad deal for their, for Taylor Lewan because regardless of what the actual injury is and the length of time out, he will be out a length of time. He was writhing in pain. He was carted off. So this is somewhat of a serious injury. I think what we are trying to figure out and what, from Buck's report, Taylor Lewan is trying to figure it out, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. he's doing his due diligence, but it also tells me that it is not clear cut. It's not clean. And 
So that there's there's more mystery around what's going to happen in the future with Taylor Lewan and the Titans this season. Right. So I'm reading from Buck Rising's report, A to Z Sports.com. This is the first one from uh, Tuesday afternoon. Lewan previously tore his right ACL in October of the 2020 season. A reoccurrence would be a devastating blow to Lewan and his team as the Titans fear Lewan will be done for the rest of the season. So that was uh, Tuesday afternoon's report. This morning, uh, a, a update from Buck Rising at A2ZSports.com. In a positive development, there are no definite answers as of Wednesday morning after initial fears that Lewan might be done for the season. The Titans left tackle will not be at practice today as he seeks further outside evaluation. So further outside evaluation, the key here, Zach, and I think it's interesting, uh, TJ Watt for the Steelers kind of went through something similar after his week one peck injury, right? Yeah, so he actually saw three different people. So (laughs) I I think that in today's age, it's kind of trust nobody. I don't think it's an indictment on the team unless you're Tyrod Taylor and you're getting an injection into your lung right now. That's a whole different story. And that trainer's still around, which is wild. But I think when anybody gets injured or is sick or or just in health today, you're going to seek multiple opinions. And in TJ Watt's case, they thought it was a torn pack and he was going to be out for the year. He then went to another specialist and they thought he was going to be out for the year. They went to a third specialist And that's when they kind of came to the conclusion with this particular path, it could only be six weeks. He's obviously going to have a brace. I don't even know. He may have a bionic arm, you know, that it would be, he's going to look like his brother with TJ Watt, except for his elbow, you know, structure is going to go all the way uh, across his pec and his shoulder. But I I think this is, this is pretty uh, standard in today's age when, when injuries occur like that, I think the biggest thing to me is, you know, in modern medicine, I feel, or at least the perception is you get a doctor out there, they check your leg. It's a torn ACL. Yep. That's probably what it is. It's been over 24 hours now with Lawan. We don't know what this could be. And Lawan obviously doesn't know what it is because he's seeking outside medical uh, treatment or uh, evaluation further further outside evaluation so not a titans doctor not a titans person that's doing this evaluation today now here's a stupid comment from demetrius and i know demetrius uh watches the show a lot but tj watt is tougher physically and mentally than the one that has nothing to do with anything demetrius so be better than that so because it's clearly different injuries a pectoral is what a muscle right a pectoral is a muscle and acl is a ligament, ACL, anterior crucial ligament. So it's very different. Can you play with a torn, partially torn or fully torn muscle? Probably a partially torn muscle you can do some things with, especially if you have a brace that limits the motion of that. Can you play with a torn ligament in your knee? Probably not. And and that's the difference as well. Thank you, Darren. Muscles heal Ligaments need surgery. Sometimes muscles need surgery, but muscles heal. That's what you do after one recovery days after you work out, right? So there's a difference because Zach, you bring up and you kind of did the motion, the Lachman test of how to tell on the field within if an ACL is there or not. If the ACL is not intact, the shin moves forward in front of the knee. It's kind of a gross thing to watch if you see it. 
if the ACL is intact, that shin cannot move forward in front of the kneecap. And so that's that test there that you can do and see. The thing with me is I'm confused on how uh, are the Titans just desperate? Is Taylor Lewan just desperate? This is just me talking. Are they just desperate to get a conclusive uh, follow-up on this, that that is an ACL and not something that he can try to play through or maybe a clean tear versus a partial tear and a, maybe a partial tear uh, Lawan can continue to play. But uh, it is interesting, Buck Rising updating this morning, a to zsports.com, that Lawan is seeking further outside evaluation on his right knee, and it is his right knee. So this is the same ACL that he tore nearly two years ago. Basically, a le- uh, 23 months ago, he tore this right ACL. It would be a real brutal blow, I think, to anybody if they had the same injury like that on the same knee uh, within two years. Yeah, and look, I think that we will assess that after we after Lawan gets a full diagnosis of right. what he feels comfortable in uh, moving forward with, right? Whether and I just think that there is there. I mean, there's obviously a lot of mystery in there. There's a lot of mystery around the injury, right? If you watched it, it was just and, and sometimes this happened. It, it was just like literally jogging down the line of scrimmage, uh, a part of the play, and then went down. So I we don't know what happened throughout the course of that process. It and then in Buck's report, as Buck was in Buffalo. He saw in the locker room, you know, he had a sleeve on his leg and he was uh, on, cr- on crutches. That tells you something, right? I think regardless of if Luan is out for the rest of the year, he's going to be out for an extended amount of time and the Titans are going to have to find his replacement at least at minimum for the time he's going to miss this year. And it is going to be weeks. It is not going to be days. It's not going, it's going to be you know, a multitude of games. So I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going to come of this. I think that there's a lot of mystery in there and I don't blame or fault Lawan for going to seek outside, uh, you know, second opinions. I, I think that that should, that's his choice. You know, his body, right? It's his body. It's his choice. He should be able to do whatever the hell he wants with his body and, and be able to, have anybody evaluate him if it is this serious because you're kind of at that point in your career where you've passed 30, you've gotten your big contract, you're now playing for another lesser contract. That's just usually how it goes, and especially in Lawan's case with what he's kind of accrued. He's gone on record, and that was a part of, of Buck's article on a to zsports.com on 3HL that he wants to stay in Nashville. So then you get into the Brett Kern situation where you just like your life. And happiness reigns over everything, in well, my and, opinion. Yeah, and, and Josh brings up uh, this on Facebook for mentally uh, for him mentally. I hope he gets through this. The first ACL tear really broke him down, and and I agree, Josh. Like I mean, Lawan talked about that all off season, all summer on the fact that um, Lawan what felt like himself again and said he loved football again, and he did have to really have a, a mental uh, tough time with the the ACL and all the recovery that went back into what was this, the, the off season previous. So it does suck. And so John says who replaces Lawan this season? Haven't seen the Titans sign anyone yet. Well, Jack Gentry wrote four options to replace Taylor Lawan on our website. So a to Z sports.com slash Nashville to go check that out. So Zach, let's, let's have this 
conversation. Can the Titans still win the AFC South if Lawan's out for the year and they're in the 0-2 hole? So it's a couple stipulations here. Can the Titans still win the AFC South without Taylor Lawan and their 0-2 hole? I'm curious to see where the people are going to take this in the chat. But first, let me tell everybody about our friends, our new friends at Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers. They are the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. And whenever you have been injured in a car wreck, you need to call Hughes and Coleman right away for a free case evaluation and consultation. Their phone number is so easy. 800-800-4600. Hughes and Coleman will fight to you, fight for you to get the most money possible after you were injured in a car wreck. They have recovered over $1 billion for their clients across the state of Tennessee and in Kentucky. And uh, they've called the state of Tennessee home for now over three decades. So if you've been hurt in a car wreck, injured in a car wreck, call Hughes and Coleman, free case consultation, 800-800-4600, principal office in Nashville, Tennessee. BetMGM powers this show. They should power your sports book by downloading the app and using the promo code at ATOZ Sports, all one word, no spaces in that promo code tab. Risk free bet up to $1,000 for new users. You can download the app today. We love BetMGM. BetMGM has been great to us. It can be great to you, whether it is on your Android or your Apple phone. Download the app today. Risk free bet up to $1,000 for new users using the promo code ATOZ Sports. All right, so the question we're asking now is, uh, can the Titans still win the AFC South without Taylor Lewan and the 0-2 hole? As Buck Rising mentioned this morning on A-to-Z-Sports.com, uh, that Lewan is seeking further outside evaluation on his injured right knee from Monday night, where the fear is initially that he is out for the season. Stephen King says, sure they can, but it will happen with the pieces they already have. Uh, Steel Titan says, yes, easily. No one else in the division is likely to have a great record. Uh, let's see. Chris says, can't win it with the current roster if they were all healthy. So no. Uh, so Scott says, I don't know. I have to see them play Sunday before you can give the answer. So Scott just kicking the can down the road. Uh, Apollo says it's already an uphill battle, but if he's done, the hill just got a lot steeper. Uh, T-Vaughn on YouTube says, yes, the AFC South is horrible. When your biggest threat is the Jags, it's still possible. Um, Josh again says they won't win it. They they won it without him before, but they have way more issues this year. No, they can't, Josh says. So, yeah, they did win it in 2020 without Lawan. They won the AFC South. But let's remember uh, that uh, the difference in the Titans' record with and without Taylor Lawan. With Taylor Lawan, they were undefeated. They were 5-5. Five and five. Without Lawan, including the playoff game, they were 6-6. Six and six. So even 500 football after Lawan got hurt, they got off to that big hot start early in 2020 to get them you're five there. and zero, not five and five. I think five and zero, yeah, five and zero. So five and zero uh, with Lawan, six and six without him. Uh, so there's that. So Zach, what do you think? Can the Titans still win the AFC South without Lawan and in this zero and two hole? Oh man, that that is a very difficult question. Uh, Real quick, let me pause you again. Last sorry, last year they they had they were without Lawan I think three times and they won all three games. Week two Seattle, week yeah, nine I'm... at LA, and then in Thursday night football against the Niners. Right, all three games Lawan was out and they won those three games. Now small sample size with those three individual examples, but that's what happened last year. 
you know, I, I think Michael Billing, Billington brings up, you know, they have a multitude of problems sure. beyond Luan. He's just one of many. But I do think that this, the, the, the whole thing comes down to the question of the AFC South. Who represents the AFC South? Now, I will say this, and I, again, I've been on the Jags for a little while, and they got a long, they've, they've got some time, right? So they're, they're just one and one. They're not just breaking down the barn door. But you don't want to give Trevor Lawrence any career momentum either, right? You got to think about yeah, that. Yeah. Because he's young. He ain't Matty Ice, right? Matt Ryan's got maybe one, two more years before he, he's retiring and probably moving back to Atlanta to live his life. Trevor Lawrence, young guy, he's got plenty of football left to play. You don't want to give him any momentum because you have taken a step back and the Colts have taken a step back. You don't have to worry about the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans, they are at the bottom of the barrel. They are looking for their next quarterback. They should tank to see who they can go draft uh, in next year's draft. But the Jags are lurking in those helmet shadows. And if they have their stuff together, the Titans and the Colts do not. They're both working behind the eight ball. And the Titans, they they can't figure out their offense. Their best player, Derrick Henry, has been unproductive through two games. Their defense is honestly ravaged with injury. Bud Dupree, we don't know anything about him. Harold Landry, we do. He's not coming back. Mm -hmm. Uh, Christian Fulton's already missed one game in which he missed uh, multiple games last year. Caleb Farley's not looking real great. And then, so you're relying on a rookie corner in McCreary who's played okay, but he's going to get toasted sometime during the year. It's a rookie. Yes. And he's a corner. Everybody, every corner gets toasted. So I, I think... With all of that being said, you still have Mike Vrabel, and Mike Vrabel is valuable because he's he, he kept a team together and won the AFC, which was really wild last year. But I do believe that the Jags are better than they were last year, and the AFC is better than they are this year. This question doesn't have to do anything with the AFC. It's just the AFC South. So, like I said yesterday, if they beat the Raiders, winnable game, and if they beat Indy at Indy, winnable game, then yeah, they absolutely can win the AFC South. They have not lost a divisional game yet. So my answer is yes, they can. I think the odds are against them, but I think you have to say yes after two games. Lawan makes an impact, but the 0-2 start is more impactful. I think I think they go hand-in-hand hand very... Uh nicely uh if or the opposite of nicely uh very concerning uh hand in hand there but i think i have to say yes as well zach because the division is still up in the air the colts look tr- like trash um they didn't have a left tackle to start with in the season uh and the titans now might not have a left tackle as well um but i, I think if the saying yes i think they have to win the next two games they can beat the Raiders. I feel like they can beat the Raiders. And yeah, Devontae Adams could. I would actually even say they could lose to the Raiders and beat the Colts and still be like, I mean, they're on the outside looking in but and, and like working from behind. But divisional wins are going to matter at the end of the day because the Colts have already, they have a tie and they have a divisional loss. Mm-hmm. So look at the structure and you haven't played the Jags yet. So, like, look at the structure of how the division – I also agree with uh, Darren. 
winning the division is as far as they could go. I, I think that's probably where they stand this early in the season. I thought that they were going to lose their playoff game anyway. Things have changed. We'll see if they can even make it into the playoffs. But the AFC South, I still think, is up for grabs if they go 0-3 and then go 1-3 and and have a divisional win over the Colts. Well, there's zero doubt saying that the Colts game is a must-win in this conversation. Absolutely. You have to operate like that is a must-win. The Raiders game... I think it, I think they can beat the Raiders on Sunday. Look, we've this today's only Wednesday. We got a couple more shows and a pregame show Sunday morning before that to talk about it more. But I think they can win that game. The Raiders' offensive line has looked terrible. The Raiders' offensive line, according to Pro Football Focus, has been the second worst O line in the NFL right now. Now that's just Pro Football Focus, so it's just a, a part of the equation of that. And you know they allowed Kyler Murray to come back in that game. Uh, they lost to the Chargers in, in week one. So they've played uh, some good competition, just like the Titans did with the Bills. You know, I think everybody would obviously feel a lot differently if Randy Book makes a kick or if you know the Giants game goes a little bit differently and they win that and you're at one on one and one, you feel better. But I say yes, just because I I think the Titans can still do a lot of things well on defense. Bud Dupree's injury is concerning. I want to see this. Now, Mike Vrabel did say yesterday about Bud Dupree that he does not think it's a long-term thing. So that's good because you got to have Bud Dupree now that you don't have Harold Landry. But Jeffrey Simmons can dominate uh, on Sunday against the Raiders and hopefully throw Derek Carr off of his game to make things more difficult. Uh, So I think, yes, they can win the AFC South if LaJuan's done for the year and this 0 and 2 hole. I think they need to get the 2 and 2 real quick though. Is but but Dupree has had hip problems before, hadn't he? Well, so this one's a hip thing. And I'm just trying to go off the top of my head here. So last year, he self-admitted that he came back from his ACL too fast because he tore it in December and he played week 1. Uh and then he played week 2, he was out week 3 with a knee against the Colts last year. Then he had an abdomen injury last ah, season. And I I want to say that the abdomen injury happened as an overcompensation for the knee. Because if you think about it, just kind of go through your mind here. Like if you plant your legs and you try to twist somehow, but you don't trust your knee or one of your knees, think about how protecting the knee sense. could flare up something in your abdomen. I don't, you know, that's just me talking as a guy who didn't stay at Holiday Inn last night. But now it's a hip. It seems like it's a completely separate thing from last year going with the knee and the ab. Well, Roy brings up when we're back on the conversation of the AFC South, you know, Lawan hurt Brewer to small left side problems, and Brewer has had his problems. Jones and Davis are okay. I think I would at this stage in Ben Jones's career, I think he's I mean, I wouldn't say he's great, but he's He's, I mean, he's probably the best lineman you got now. Uh, then Davis, I think, is okay. He's played – that was a good draft pick. And then you've got the rookie in NPF on the right side. Can you protect Ryan Tannehill? Now you're in a whole different spot. You're in, like, the Joe Burrow spot. Is they – you? no matter what you try to do, you can't protect your guy, and this is a passing league. It's not a running league. So you can run – but if you can't run, you're dead. And that's what we've seen over the last two weeks with the Titans. They haven't been able to run the football in the second half against the Giants because that's not how the game went. That's not how the game went either against Buffalo on Monday night. 
That's the only way that they know how to win is with Derrick Henry. And if you can't protect Ryan Tannehill, you're done. But specifically, the Titans offense screwed themselves up because they could not run. It wasn't the fact that they couldn't pass. It was because the fact that they could not run efficiently. That's early. That's everything, though. Right. No, I, I know that's that. never going to change. Right. But again, uh, they ran the ball okay when it was a straight handoff to Derrick Henry. They ran well, I, the ball. I know you're anti toss. Like, I, I am too. Exactly. I, I'm, I'm anti toss too. Don't look at it. Tosses ruined their second and third drive of the, of the game. And then it, it all went downhill after that. Does Mike Vrabel know that? Yes. He can. I mean, he should. He watched the damn film, I'm sure, three times by now. I, I would agree. So will they he's continue also, to? So no, no. Here's my question: Will they continue to do it? If you just sat there and told me Mike Vrabel knows and he's watched the film three times, which I believe you, will they please. continue to toss Ter- Derrick Henry the football? I mean, they're going to because they've been doing it for the last three years with very, very little slash zero success. But that what you just said doesn't make any sense. If, why are the, they keep doing it? With because very they're stubborn dessert? as hell. We've been over this. This is what they do. They've been doing the Derrick Henry toss. Yes, ditch the pitch, please. Put it on a t-shirt. Let's rock it. I will show up to a Titans practice where they ditch the pitch t-shirt. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby gets the love of the show. Bobby. I, I freaking love it. And Bobby and I go back and forth. Bobby, you're getting the love of the show. Look, I... I I don't, I don't sit here. I, whoever has the love of the show deserves the love of the show. I like ditch the pitch. Ditch the pitch. And uh, top tier says, yes, they will continue to do it. They refuse to change what they do. I mean, uh, we heard uh, we heard uh, the question yesterday with Vrabel. They believe in what they do. They just got to go back and work together, Zach. So let's react to that. because, And we didn't pull the video because of the Luan and some other things. But, you know. What he said yesterday, because, and I actually thought he reacted pretty well when somebody asks a boss, you know, that other people are, are talking about somebody should be fired and it's one's decision to fire him. He actually didn't react like who the hell are the fans? You know, they don't deserve it. Like they, he didn't act like that. No, what did was, you think I, about his reaction to that question? Something like, I appreciate your, the concern, right? <laughs> or he's like, I value everybody's opinion. I think. Yeah. He yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I, was the funniest thing. Like I literally say, I don't value everybody's opinion. It, I don't. It, it, no, he I says, would tell that's if I was at a press conference, somebody, I would say, I don't value everybody's opinion. Uh, no, he, he didn't say value. He said, appreciate. I appreciate everybody's opinion is what he said. So appreciate and value are very different things very fair, because fair, fair. he could absolutely appreciate everybody's opinion about Todd Downing because that mean, means that, uh, that they at least care about his football team to have an opinion. So he there appreciates you that you care enough to have an opinion. I honestly appreciate what the toss to Derrick Henry play has done for A to Z sports. Because now every time the Titans run a damn toss to Derrick Henry, people on Twitter and social media are waiting for A to Z in my tweet in response to that play. And so, but the thing is, it doesn't work. It should not be run. They ran it three times on Monday night and it gained negative eight yards. They ran the counter pitch to Henry where they faked one way to Torrey Carter and flipped it out 
to Henry uh, the other direction, which is a different play than the toss. And that gains seven yards. And as soon as that gains seven yards, I go, damn it. There's the justification for them to continue to do Derrick Henry toss plays because that pitch went for seven yards. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is if they can't run the football, they're going to be a bottom 12 team in the league. Yeah, and because that's what they set themselves up. If they suck at what they think they're good at, then they're going to suck. You're bottom 12. And you don't want to be bottom 12. <laughs> no. Because they don't draft first-round picks very well. <laughs> yeah, uh, DJ, can they chant that at the game, please? Look, Zach and I don't go to the games because we do our Titans pregame, halftime, and postgame show. But for all you guys, go to the games. Get your section involved. Ditch the pitch. Now, well, well, you can't be, be saying that because of... you, right? People that the the TV broadcast may pick up something else, no, and they may fine. thinking about talking about somebody else. I, I I want that story to happen. I want it to go viral of like the CBS broadcasters trying to figure out what they're saying. Ditch the pitch because it could go in a bunch pitch. of different directions. Ditch the pitch, baby. <laughs> and then everybody in California is going to start having a conniption because they think that. People in Tennessee are saying, ditch the, you know what? Man, uh, that's good stuff, Bobby. You did that, Bobby. Call, golf yeah, clap uh, to Bobby. No, Bobby wants royalties. All right, we got to kill the deal. Bobby wants royalties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, Zach, uh, you found a video of a national host. Well, here, I'll, I'll, I'll tell it real quick. Okay. I have about 15, max 20 minutes to eat lunch in my day. Like, yeah, that's like just what it is. So I sit down and I just turn it on. I don't want to watch Sports Center, so I turn it on Cowherd. And usually I'll mute it, and it will just—I'll be doing—I'll be working or doing something else on my phone, right? And then I saw—I saw a Titans logo. You know, they just played the Bills, right? And so I then click on the sound and I start listening to what Cowherd's talking about the Titans about. So I will disclose—we're going to play the video. The audio is me standing up in front of my TV recording it. So don't sit here. This is, uh, you know, when you got to get content, I got to get content for the show. So I, I do wish that it would be better uh, audio, but that's what it is. I do think that the message is worth discussing because I've been saying about AJ Brown since they traded his ass away, what was going to happen. And I think Cowherd and I are aligned. All right, so we will play that video momentarily. But first, Zach, tell everybody about our friends at Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai is where you can get your perfect make and model right there, right down the street. Quick trip down I-40 exit 236. Payne Bone, it is family-owned and operated. Payne Bone owns uh, Wilson County Hyundai, and he is ready to give you a great deal. If you are in the market for a new vehicle, please at least go by and test drive one or look at the inventory for Wilson County Hyundai. If you tell them that they heard about them on A to Z Sports, you'll even get a better deal. And in this time, you know, buying cars and SUVs are tough because of inventory issues and all the other things that are affecting this world. Wilson County Hyundai can help you out. They truly can. They've got great people, great salespeople. They can help you, you can take a test drive in and around Lebanon and Look, you get a better price because it's not that downtown pricing. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app. When you do it, sign up with our code ATOZ Sports because you get a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000 on your first bet on pro football uh, after your first deposit. So check that out. Uh, that's promo code ATOZ Sports 
when you download the BetMGM app. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only, new customer offer. All promotions, total qualifications, other requirements, rewards issued with knowledge for bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days. For problem game and support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. So, Zach, I'll let you tee up your own video here because so this is you standing in front of your TV with your phone uh, recording Colin Coward's t- show, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, he, I'll obviously let the, the video tell the story, but, you know, when it comes to A.J. Brown in this show, people know what I feel about A.J. Brown, and I agree with what Cowherd says right here. On the road. Well, when they lost A.J. Brown, do you remember this, J-Mac? Vrabel came out. Remember that? And he was so depressed. Yeah. Vrabel's a straight shooter. He's like, listen, man, sometimes you just can't afford what you need. And because of what they pay Tannehill and a couple of others, they didn't want to let A.J. Brown go. And you can see A.J. Brown simultaneously hurt one team and has elevated Philadelphia. Like, that's the new league where a wide receiver can have the impact on two teams. I I don't know if you a wide receiver can have an impact on two teams. So here was my frustration with the ebbs and flows of what happened, and there's still mystery around it. We do know that the Titans offered $16 million with incentive to 20 We also do know that A.J. Brown ended up getting 25 guaranteed. So, like, that low-ball offer, I felt, obviously started the snowball effect of where we are today. The Titans did everything that they could in replacing A.J. Brown with a first-round wide receiver, right? Traded back to get more picks, tried to help their football team. But at the end of the day, one of the reasons why I was, you know, upset uh, at, at the situation because you hate when a team drafts the most talented player at that respected position in their franchise's history. And in today's age, you can go find money. You can kick the can down the road. The Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers and the Washington Commanders all signed their best players that were just as talented as A.J. Brown. Well, the Seahawks did trade away uh, Russell Wilson, so that is a gargantuan thing we have to mention here. They did sign. Yes, but they traded away Russell Wilson, who was counting like $40 million on the cap. Right. So that means they were paying Drew Locke. competing teams for the Super Bowl spend the money? Yeah, but the the, the Niners are the only team that could sniff the playoffs of the Seahawks and the the Commanders. Like, so I, I do, I do want to understand the difference here. Like, I'm not saying the point is incorrect. I'm saying yeah, if you're going to bring is up, correct. I'm I'm not saying the point is incorrect. I'm just saying if you're going to bring up the teams who paid their wide receivers and kept them, you have to also understand the difference in their roster construction too. That Russell Wilson was traded away. I don't. If Russell Wilson was still in Seattle, what do the Seahawks still have the ability to pay DK the way that they did? We don't know that. We can't assume. I would say yes because. The actions of those three football teams were what Colin Cowherd said at the end. I'm going to play the clip again. Yeah, play it again, please. Listen to the last line that Colin Cowherd said. Well, when they lost A.J. Brown, do you remember this, Jay Mack? Vrabel came out. Remember that? And he was so depressed. Yeah. Vrabel's a straight shooter. He's like, listen, man, sometimes you just can't afford what you need. And because of what they pay Tannehill and a couple of others, they didn't want to let A.J. Brown go. Yeah. And you can see A.J. Brown simultaneously hurt one team 
and has elevated Philadelphia. Like, that's the new league where a wide receiver can have the impact on two teams. I, I don't know if you That's the new league. The Titans are not playing in this new league. They're playing in the 2000s league. Now, look, their roster is constructed over the best running back in, in the NFL and has been over the last couple of years, barring the injury of last year. But they're not playing in the new league. The Miami freaking Dolphins are. They're playing in the new league. The Bucks are playing in the new league. The Rams are playing in the new league. All of these teams are playing in the new league, and the Titans are not. That was why I was so upset when you trade away a talent and then you go the risk, the risk, and we went through it, the risk of drafting another great wide receiver in which the Titans had never drafted a true great wide receiver. Derek Mason was really, really good, but he's not great. A.J. Brown has single-handedly the last two games out-received Titans wide receivers. Like, he is at the top. And so that is so so what they did is they took away a piece that was helping their football team with Derrick Henry and striking fear in defenses and replacing them with a risk. And that doesn't work in this league. They're not playing new age football. And that's why I thought, look, I thought they were going to make the playoffs, but they weren't going to go far. No, so I don't disagree. Like I I feel like just like Colin Coward said in that video, Zach is <laughs> nobody wanted the Titans. The Titans did not want to trade away A.J. Brown, right? Like then John Robinson? John then Robinson? Don't, then don't do it. If you don't want to do something, you don't have to. The 49ers, and that's the perfect example, they didn't want to trade away Debo Samuel. They said that. Debo Samuel came out publicly and wanted to be traded, and they said no. Yeah, it, it seemed like the Titans, uh, look, and, and but because here's what's also true: both sides, the Titans and AJ, very adamant about speaking their side of the story about how it wasn't their fault, right? And from what it, from what I've heard from the Titans side of things, is that a, and I hate that we have to revisit this in freaking September, but um, that AJ. His demands and his quote of my ass not touching grass. That's a quote that came out of AJ's camp uh, without a new deal. His demands for that new deal was more guaranteed money than Tyreek Hill got in total money. That that the Austin, demands you know who didn't were, touch grass. Hold on. That the DK demands and Debo oh, didn't the, either. No, not, that the demands were so astronomical and unreasonable that the Titans reacted in a way where they felt like it was over. And so they both responded and reacted emotionally. And the Titans did something where they thought they had to do the right thing for their business long-term. And, and that's just the reality of it. Look, but no what ever AJ Brown helped one team and killed another team. Yes. But that, what about the Packers? And the Raiders are 0-2, but it ain't Devontae Adams' fault. But, but like, the Packers did the same thing, The right? Titans don't have Aaron Rodgers. I understand. Be quiet. Like, like that's no, not but, even close. But, Zach, no, they don't have Aaron Rodgers, but they have a quarterback who has similar cap hits. It, right? That's but not talent level. But money the, is – They're Zach, not – No, but trading away Devontae Adams doesn't kill your team. Zach, 
This is a money conversation. No, it, uh, yes, it is. I, I think you want it to be a money conversation because of the cap hit of Tannehill, but you can always structure. If you want to pay a player in today's age, Austin, you can pay him. They were going to get $9 million from Julio Jones two months later. So, like, don't sit there and say that you cannot find the money. They can find the Again, money. I've been over this uh, several times. They didn't they, want to find the money. I, and I think, I think, AJ Brown acted in an unreasonable manner through his negotiations. I think AJ Brown accelerated the timeline unnecessarily to create the issue by hold on by forcing the extension conversations to begin in March instead of after the draft, because every GM will tell you, we got to get through free agency. Let's get to the draft. And we'll, and we'll get it done in the summer. I feel very confident saying that that was the Titans' intended plan with A.J. Brown once they broke after the playoff game was ended, right? It's, let's get, let's get through free agency, get to the draft, then we'll get you ready in the summer. And A.J. Brown did not do that. A.J. Brown did not do that. His agent got burned by not getting enough money because Mike Williams and Chris Godwin, were two other wide receivers who have Tory Dandy as their agent. They signed their deals before Christian Kirk. So Mike Williams and Godwin are both better than Christian Kirk. Yes. They got less money than Christian Kirk. Yes. Tory Dandy's like, well, hell, if I want to represent CAA, the best in the world as the wide receiver guy, I got to go get this right. And so they accelerated unnecessarily the path for AJ Brown to get whatever amount of zeros he wanted by whoever was going to give it to him. And Look, I, I let me disclose this. I do not think that AJ Brown is a saint in this. I definitely think that there is fault on AJ Brown's side, but I do also think that the Titans really needed AJ Brown for their future. Nobody and they are going to be negatively affected just like the Isaiah Wilson draft that has negatively affected and look where we are. The A.J. Brown trade will negatively affect them on down the road because of the superstar status that he is. My pushback, and so I agree with some of what you just said. And let me say this. It wasn't handled correctly. Because but Debo Samuel was in the exact same position. And Debo and DK both did not touch grass starting training camp. They didn't, they didn't play. They mm -hmm. did not practice. They were in the facility. So – so the likeliness, and this is an ifs and buts, and I don't like doing this, but the likeliness of A.J. Brown following that same suit is probably pretty high where you can talk a big game, but it doesn't mean that you don't make up. And the Titans, look, things got unraveled. But they and, – and here's the point, Austin. It's not about San Francisco and Seattle and the commanders in this particular statement. The Titans are not playing new era football. And if you want to play new yeah. era football, you need A.J. Brown. I Look, I, I don't disagree. So let, let me say this, because I think A.J. Brown's a good person. I do. I think A.J. Brown has a big heart. I think he's a good guy. I think he cares a lot. I also think he's, look, he's 24. He's immature. He's emotional. So he reacts emotionally to things there too. I do think Tory Dandy used that to his advantage to take advantage of A.J.'s emotions to get AJ to react in a way that would create a situation of what happened. Cause let's also remember this, that the NFL draft 
round one, AJ Brown was traded to the Eagles on April 28th. That was the first round of the draft. The Titans, their story is that they had not spoken. Nobody inside of the organization had spoken to AJ Brown the entire month of April. So they went 28 days reaching out to AJ, trying to have conversations with AJ and nothing in the entire month of April. And AJ, it was on record too. AJ was around in February and March in the facility, working out, rehabbing, talking to Rob Moore, talking to Vrabel. Had, he was around like he was normally, right? But then something changed and the Titans didn't hear from him for four weeks and they tried. And so at that point on draft day, they felt like their hands were tied because of how he their was still was under there. contract. I understand, but but but, I, but so that all of that stuff doesn't matter. You can be I young, do, you can I be do, emotional. I do not matter. He's still under contract. I, I, I it's think, not like he was never going to talk to them again. The Titans made their decision. It's fine, but the the decision they made is killing them right now. That's the point, and it's going to continue to kill them. The fact that they didn't stay patient and know that he's still under contract with their football team and that something was going or could be resolved, it was going to be in the form of money. They were going to have to pay him. But they did not stay diligent about that, and it is going to kill them. And it's not going to kill them just this year. It's going to kill them over the next couple of years as A.J. Brown does what he does. Like, we've just seen. He's a superstar. He's fantastic. He's amazing. He's great. He's great for the brand. He's great for everybody. But again. And so, uh, you know, we've got uh, D'Lo screaming, that's negotiation. No, that's not negotiating. Like, shut, like not returning a call. A that is a form anything. of negotiation, though. I but think that's what D'Lo is saying. Weeks, yes, but, but for, shutting like, down is a form of negotiation. It but is. Not, but it absolutely, also, going silent is absolutely a form of negotiation. For that's a period a huge, of time. That's actually like, a huge strategy of negotiation. For a period <laughs> so of time. I think time, you're wrong like, there. But Zach, for four weeks leading up to the draft, I mean that that's pretty crazy. So let's let's just say this: the Titans would be better without AJ with AJ Brown. I don't think anybody disagrees. Nobody disagrees. But I think I don't think AJ Brown solves the or changes the Buffalo Bills game. I think the Titans beat the Giants. I think with he AJ changes Brown. the Giants game, and now no, you're yeah, one yeah, and yeah. one, and your season's different. Right, but I, the but I of your still, season is completely different. But the Titans, one. here's my overall point: the Titans not having AJ Brown and Ryan Tannehill's play are not super high on their issues list. Like there are a lot of issues, and Ryan Tannehill's play is very low. Not having AJ Brown is higher than Tannehill's play, but still, there's a lot of things above it. But so here is my last statement, and then we can move on to trivia. Yeah. AJ Brown gives you a player that can go single handedly win games besides Derrick Henry. They don't have that. Robert Woods cannot do that. Traylon Burks cannot do that. Austin Hooper cannot do that. AJ Brown has done that numerous times. He did it last year. He almost single handedly had him advance in the playoffs to the Bengals because of his game. He single-handedly beat the San Francisco 49ers on Thursday night with that dynamic play. He's done that numerous times with his performances. And so when you get into a situation where players get hurt, things are not going well, you have to rely on your superstars. 
the only superstar that the Titans offense can rely on is Derrick Henry. And he had 13 carries for 25 yards last week. With the, and if he I, doesn't work, you're going to lose every time. All right. So I, I think Burks can do that. And I, I'm, I have an opinion on Burks that I'm going to hold for, um, later in the day. So or later in the week, excuse me, yeah, because he's just I not do it ready yet. Right. Yeah, I mean, he's I, so young. Like he looks young on the field. So, I mean, yeah, he's played two games. Right. Um, so Nate brings this up and I'm already, I am already over all the x-ray. He's got that dog in him memes. And that's, that's now it's, it's over. Like it, it's been ruined. There's been, you use it too many times, internet, the dog in him, it's, it's over. Like it is now no longer funny to me. Right. But Nate is also correct. Zero dogs on this team. Right. Well, we're about to find out. Because you don't find out how many dogs you got when you're two and zero. You find out how many you got when things aren't going well. So who rises there to the occasion in hard times? Who steps the f up to get there? Not who can lead and be a front runner like Cam Newton did, right? Cam Newton's probably the biggest front runner in NFL's last decade. He was great when things were great, but he was terrible and just crumbled and created issues when they lost games. So we'll find out who can rise up and be that dog on this team to help carry them out of the hole. And I think my last statement on A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown had the most dog in him since Steve McNair. On the Titans, the most dog that is willing to – that wants it more than anybody well, else. I, I'll say that. I'll say, I wish I'll Delaney this, Walker played on better teams, but no, I, I think if you talk about like level of play and dog level, I think if you combine those two fake stats, <laughs> then I think McNair and AJ are the highest Yeah, because you've got guys like Cortland Finnegan, Delaney Walker, Nate Washington. There's some, there's some legit dudes like Wesley Woodyard, some legit dudes on this team, but they didn't quite have the level of ability that AJ had and, and Jarrell Casey and that McNair had, right? And I think when you trade away that and you're left with the puppies, I think that's I think that's where Titans fans, it's going to hurt. It, the breakup is just going to hurt, continue to hurt. The heartache will not heal as quickly as it should. It will eventually heal. Like, I'm not sitting here saying. But you don't want to look back and trade away a Hall of Fame wide receiver, right? Like, that would be disastrous. If the Titans, who have never had a Hall of Famer at a skilled position on offense, trade away their one drafted guy that ends up being having this great career, that is demoralizing. And that is that is on management. Yeah, and, but I, I also think, you know, we're discrediting Jeffrey Simmons. I uh, think we're discrediting Harold Landry, even though he's not here right now. Uh, there's a bunch of names like uh, Keith Bullock and others that are being brought up uh, that have been in between Eddie George, uh, in between Steve McNair and uh, A.J. Brown. But I think you, but I think you came back and eloquently corrected what I said, which was the level of talent and success and dog. All right. level success and talent level. All that's, put them Steve all, Mc, yeah. that's Steve McNair and AJ Brown for the Tennessee Titans. 
a Keith Bullock and all those guys are up there. I'm not saying, but the top two dogs are Mac nine and AJ. And, and I think that's why, again, I, I, my, my whole point is for Colin Cowherd of what he said at the end is you have to start playing new era football and the Titans are not playing new era football. Well, Mike Vrabel knows they like what they do and they can do it well. They just got to get back and do it together. Uh, that's we'll what see if they can said do that. Tuesday. All right, Zach, it is time for Tuesday sports trivia, but tell us about Farm Bureau health plans. FBHP.com is where you need to go to get your brand new health plan. I went there, better service, better rates, better coverage. I got all three. I really did. At the beginning of this year, I switched my health plan, and I'm really glad that I did. I got the flu in the spring. I had a teledoc conference that was free because it was a part of my plan. I got a prescription medicine, and I got better because of it. That literally opened my eyes. When you, when you got the flu, you were down and out. It was bad. I was sweating. I was sweating cats and dogs. That's what I was doing. I, I and But Farm Bureau Health Plans came to my aid. They can change your health plan very easily. It's 25 minutes. It's a quick health assessment. You get a quote, and then you make the switch. I did that. You also get health, dental, vision, 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. That's fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Real quick, download the BetMGM app, use our code ATOZ Sports, and you get a risk free bet up to $1,000 on pro football after your first deposit. It's easy as that with code ATOZ Sports when you download the BetMGM app and sign up today. All right, so this is sports trivia on a Wednesday because yesterday we threw shade because we didn't want to do trivia after the worst beatdown in Mike Vrabel's history as a head coach. So uh, Tuesday slash Wednesday sports trivia, we have uh, 10 questions, seven sports, three non-sports. Uh, we went five and five last week, so that's bad. That's probably the worst that we've ever done. I don't, I don't think we've ever gone four and six. But five and five last week, we only have one rule and that is no Googling. So, Zach, let's get it rolling. Well, and get your Bibles out because we're going to – Oh, gonna, no. <laughs> get, you, get your Bibles out. All right? We're going to have No, you Wednesday. can't use – Wednesday, go Bible study. No, you cannot get your Bible out because that's also cheating. <laughs> no, yeah, you cannot. But I, I, when did we talk about that? But I do remember it because that is going to be our night. We did. Uh, it was we got into a David Goliath uh, conversation. Yeah, David about, and Goliath. That's right. It was about um, like there can only be. I said there can only be one Goliath, but you were saying that no, there are multiple Goliaths, and I was With saying that's the not AFC. Hope. Yes, no, there there's only one Goliath in the AFC. And it was the the Patriots, and they are now dead, just like the actual Goliath. So if you watch the show, that show, we did uh, we we had that segment, and so we said, all right, next sports trivia, we're going to do biblical trivia, and so our three non sports questions at the end of this will be biblical trivia. So let's go AFC first. Speaking of AFC, which AFC team faced the St. Louis Cardinals in the first NFL game to be played outside of North America? The Pittsburgh Steelers, the Buffalo Bills, the Denver Broncos, or the San Diego Chargers. Which AFC team faced the St. Louis Cardinals in the first NFL game to be played outside of North America? The Steelers, Bills, Broncos, or Chargers? I feel like this is the Steelers. My thought would be Chargers. Where was this? I thought it was a... Is it in Mexico? Mexico is what I thought. 
right? So I think it would be Chargers because of maybe the Hispanic fan base and the geolocation. Yeah, I was thinking Steelers because uh, Mauricio Rodriguez, who is our Dallas primetime host, lives in Mexico, and he talks about how the Steelers have a big fan base in Mexico. Right, and so, but you also have popularity. That's kind of wait, 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 wait. Read the question again. The question is, which AFC team faced the St. Louis Cardinals in the first NFL game to be played outside of North America? North America. Ooh, I, I, I was thinking, yeah. Wait, in the St. Louis Cardinals? St. Louis Cardinals. There's two things I did not catch the first two times you read that question. Right. I Same here, and I read it. <laughs> so, Chargers. So, Japan, I think, is. I mean, I literally have no idea. We're going to have to get an answer, though. So, uh, Steelers, Chargers, Broncos. Steelers, Bills, Broncos, Chargers. I think it's the Chargers. Chargers, final A to Z, lock it in. Because of what? I think it was in Japan. and That makes more logistical sense. You you locked that that in? Yeah, I, I locked it in. Tokyo, Japan. August 16th, 1976, the Chargers lost to the Cardinals 20 to 10 in a preseason right. game. Ah, okay. All right. One and oh. Uh, let's see here. Which AFC place kicker was the first pure place kicker to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Nick Lowry, Jan Stinnerud, Pat Leahy, or Don Cockroft? I have no idea what any of those names are. Pure place kicker. I, so I assume that... Stinnerud. G-Man says Stinnerud pretty quickly. Uh, Legend on Twitch says Stinnerud. We've got... Um, yeah... Jan Stenerud. So we got a lot of Jan Stenerud. So let's let's just lock it in with Jan Stenerud. I feel good about that. Final A to Z. Spent 12 seasons with the Kansas City Chiefs. Jan Stenerud had appearances in Super Bowl 1 and 4. Scored 1699 points on 580 extra points. Jan Stenerud is the correct answer. 2-0. I like it. Which heavyweight champion won the title for the shortest ever champion and lost the title to the tallest ever champion? Joe Lewis, Jess Willard, Sonny Liston, or Jack Johnson? Which heavyweight champion won the title for the shortest ever champion and lost the title to the tallest ever champion? And by the way, it's pronounced Jan. The, the, it's a soft J. <laughs> um, oh, did I? Jan? Well, we both did. We both did Jan. It's Jan. <laughs> God. My apologies to Jan's family. Uh, Joe Lewis, Jess Willard, Sonny Liston, or Jack Johnson? I feel like Jack Johnson. I feel like he was a short guy. 
Do you even know who Jack Johnson is? Yeah. Boxer, I think he's a white guy. You want to lock that in? No, not necessarily. <laughs> uh, the, so the shortest boxer, heavyweight. They lost to the tallest guy. I mean. The only names I, uh, Joe Lewis and Sonny Lister are the two that I recognize, but I have no idea their height. Jack Johnson was tall, says Brent. So let's go with Sonny Liston. You locking that in? Final A to Z, Sonny Liston. Ah, killing yourself. Jack Johnson. Oh, so all you can go, yeah, hold on. Let me just call out Brent. Thanks, Brent. And uh, Demetri says, no, Austin. Won the title from Tom, Tommy. Oh, so here it is. Which heavyweight champion won the title from the shortest ever champion. So, so that he, was he won the title from the shortest champion and then lost the title to the tallest champion. Tommy Burns was 5'7, Jess Willard was 6'6. Jack Johnson won it from the shortest, lost it from the tallest. So we just completely read the question wrong. Well, no, I read the question correctly. We just we, misinterpreted the question. Yeah. I don't think that well, that would have changed. I, I mean, no, I we still had no idea. All right, two and one. Who was not a Super Bowl MVP in the first 40 Super Bowls? Desmond Howard, Chuck Howley, Jake Scott, or Timmy Smith? Who was not a Super Bowl MVP in the first 40 Super Bowls? Desmond Howard, Chuck Howley, Jake Scott, or Timmy Smith? I mean, Desmond was. Right, so we're down to three. The only Jake Scott I know of is a former Titans and Colts guard. Uh, we're getting some Tim Smiths that was not a Super Bowl MVP. Because Desmond not. Howard did, right? Correct. And that was in the 90s, which was within the first 40. Who is... Who is Jake Scott for the Dolphins? The first 40 Super Bowls. That was in New Orleans. That was in, yeah. Jake Scott was Dolphins. Timmy Smith? I'm trying to, uh, Alex Doherty, our, uh, Sports card connoisseur of A to Z sports. It's not Howley. He won the losing team. He'd go Smith. So so let's go Timmy Smith then. If we've eliminated all these other ones, let's go Tim Timmy Smith. Final A to Z. Desmond Howard was the first kick returner that won the distinction. Yep. Jake Scott won the MVP of the Dolphins undefeated season, which I didn't know. Howley was the MVP of Super Bowl five to Dallas in a losing effort. Timmy Smith rushed for two thousand or two hundred and four yards in Super Bowl twenty two, but lost MVP honors to quarterback Doug Williams. Mm. Redskins. Ah, uh, all right, three and one. 
Three and one. Uh, next question. We've already had that one, which is actually wild. Um, who was the second black heavyweight champion? So not the first, but the second. Who was the second black heavyweight champion? Jack Johnson, Floyd Patterson, Peter Jackson, or Joe Lewis? Who was the second black heavyweight champion? Jack Johnson, Floyd Patterson, Peter Jackson, or Joe Lewis? You thought you said you said Jack Johnson was white. I no, don't yeah, know. yeah. People made fun of me because uh, I was mixing him up with a musician, Jack Johnson. <laughs> Banana pancakes. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know this. I don't know who the first one was. I don't either. We're getting, um, but I'm not a boxing. We're getting guy. Jack. Like, I'm, a, I'm a boxing guy when Floyd Mayweather started. Not yeah. You're like Ollie. a boxing guy from like 2002, <laughs> which is weird. On. Like Zab Which is Judah. when everybody else stopped watching boxing, Zach started. Yeah, that's true. And then uh, I stopped. I've Joe stopped. Lewis is getting the most popular answers. Uh, MB says Joe Lewis easily. Johnny says Joe Lewis. Jarrell Joe Lewis. Johnny Lee Joe Lewis. You so I say we go uh, Johnny. Yeah, uh, let's go with Joe Lewis. Finally. So, so Jack Johnson was not white. He was black. Johnson was the first black champion. I mean, we're learning stuff today. We are, he, yeah. He, he won the title in 1908. Joe Lewis was the second black champion, winning in 1937. Patterson did not win until 1956. Uh, and he, and Peter Jackson never won the title. So I Joe know, Lewis is the correct answer. Yeah. The only reason why I know Jack Johnson is because when you're taking journalism classes in college, they talk about the history of radio and the Jack Johnson fights on radio were huge uh, because it was in the early 1900s. So there's that. So uh, four, uh, four and one, right? Is that right? Four and one on our start. I like this so far. Uh, we got five more questions, two sports questions to go. And then we get uh, biblical on everybody on a Wednesday Bible studies trivia. <laughs> but real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, you got to know who to turn to and where to go, boneandjointtn.org. Here live on Wednesday Sports Trivia. We are 4-1 with five questions left. Zach, uh, let's get back to it. Prior to joining the NFL in 1950, in what league did the Cleveland Browns play? So prior to joining the NFL in 1950, in what league did the Cleveland Browns play? The United Football League, the Continental Football Association, the United States Football League, or the All-American Football Conference? The UFL or the USFL? So the four choices, United Football League, Continental Football Association, United States Football League, or All-American Football Conference. Prior to joining the NFL in 1950, what league did the Cleveland Browns play in? Yeah, we're getting Scott and Big Jeff and others coming in with the AAFC. That's what my thought was going to be. The, the All-American Football Conference. I don't think it was the USFL. I mean, that's definitely it. So I, I said we go with the All-American Football Conference, final A to Z. 
The Browns won all four All-American Football Conference Championships during the league's brief existence from 1946 to 1949. They joined the NFL along with two other AAFC teams, the San Francisco 49ers and the Baltimore Colts. So maybe put that in the back of our mind. 49ers and Colts were AAFC teams. What what happened to the others? I mean. (laughs) Right? All right. So five and one. Dissolve. Which AFC team won the first postseason overtime game after the 1970 merger? Which AFC team won the first postseason overtime game after the 1970 merger? This is a tough one. The Chiefs, the Browns, the Dolphins, or the Jets? Well, the Chiefs and the Jets are going to be my two guesses before you read off the answers, but. <laughs> well, that, that aligns. Ooh. Uh, Nick says Chiefs over Dolphins. We're going to have to lock Dave, this Dave, in. And then David team. says Miami over the Chiefs. <laughs> so maybe it was the Chiefs and Dolphins game. TJ says I'm between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Does anybody score Scott on this? Um, hopefully not Googling. But yeah, the, we're gonna have to write because this is too Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Dolphins. Nick, did you change your Nick changed to Dolphins over Chiefs? So let's go to Dolphins. Well, did he change because he Googled it? <laughs> no, I no. I don't think so. Let's go Dolphins over. He says, sorry, Dolphins over Chiefs. So let's go Dolphins over Chiefs. Final A to Z. Finally, does he Dolphins over Chiefs? The Kansas City Chiefs played the Miami Dolphins on Christmas Day in 1971. This epic game lasted 82 minutes and 40 seconds and came down to a 37-yard field goal to win the game. That field goal was kicked through by Dolphins kicker, Garo Yepramine. Dolphins yes. win. Of course, Dolphins legend. Dolphins win. All right, six and one through our sports questions. Now Uh-oh. it's time to go to Bible study. All right. All right. See- this could be easy, could be hard. I don't know. Who built the temple in Israel? Moses, Solomon, David, or Saul? Who built the temple in Israel? Moses, Solomon, David, or Saul? Do you do you know? I, I'm just going to be honest. I'm not going to be a big help on this. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I am either. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Jay says David. Joseph somebody's going to get like David lock it in. I mean, we rely on Scott. Uh, Scott, I keep, I say is one of our more mature, uh, uh, viewers, but I don't think he's that mature. Uh, so now we're going to have a bunch of Solomon's and David's Solomon, lock it in. Not David. It's Solomon. Ah, Solomon has become a popular answer. Better call Saul. I, I, let's go Solomon. Final A to Z. 
Ah, yes, King 6-1 in 418th year after the Israelites came out of Egypt in the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel in the month of Siv, the second month, he began to build the temple of the Lord. There we go. That's good. Um, right. uh, seven and one. Let's see. What is the whole duty of man? What is the whole duty of man? To love his enemies, to be a light unto the world, to fear God and keep his commandments, or to believe without seeing? What is the whole duty of man? This is, I'm actually, I'm, I like this. This is now educational. I have no clue. <laughs> Scott says to procreate. <laughs> <laughs> to keep man going. Yes, yeah. <laughs> what uh, is the whole duty so of man? My thought was the fear God and keep commandments. That was my first guess. Now, Jay says the last one about faith. Uh, and then Orlando says light unto the world. So go through them again. So to love his enemies, to be a light unto the world to fear God and keep his commandments or to believe without seeing. <laughs> I think it's to fear God uh, and keep commandments, but there's so many funny answers that you could say, like to return shopping carts. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So are we going with, I, I think fear God and command and keep commandments. You're going to lock that in? Violent as he, yeah. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Yeah, because the commandments cover, you know, 10 different things, right? So it kind of helps it out a little bit. So all right. <laughs> to, to not pitch it to Derrick Henry. Uh, all right. So there's a lot of funny things there. All right. So we are now eight and one. We go. This is a huge comeback from five and five to nine and one, possibly. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's uh, bring it up? home. I mean, maybe the the Bible trivia might have to stay because it's created I mean, good. Right. We're doing yeah. pretty good. I'm pretty proud of us. Okay. All right. Last question. <laughs> Who is the first hunter mentioned in the Bible? Cain, and I may mess up these names, so don't don't destroy me for it. Uh, Nimrod, Samson, or Esau? Esau, A or E S A U? How would you pronounce that? Esau. Abaddon says um, Esau? Nimrod. Nimrod. Nimrod coming in a lot, so it's, it seems like Nimrod is. <laughs> Which I would have never have known. Yeah, just say it's pronounced. It's pronounced Yan. Jan, uh, Tress says yeah. Esau is how you pronounce it, but it, so it sounds like Nimrod's the answer. Are we willing to lock that in? Uh, Jeff says he's got the church people near him. So look, that's within the rules. If you're that's in fair. the same vicinity as a human, you can use them for trivia. You can just can't, not, can't use technology. All right. So I think Nimrod final it is he. Genesis 
10-8-9. Cush was the father of Nimrod, who became a mighty warrior on earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. That is why it is said, like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord. Nine and one, baby. Big. We just swept the Bible. <laughs> we just swept the Bible. I think we should just do the Bible trivia next week. Well, it, to be to be honest, it's fascinating. Like, again, I, I do not know much, if anything, about that type of stuff. No, me either. But it's a whole nother, like, world of education. Like, and... So we just came through and went nine and one sports biblical. That was huge for our path and our road to get back on track because five and five, you can't do much. No. We're, we're trying to get to 80%. Yeah, that's right. And now we're 14 and six. So we jumped up from 50% to 70% real quick. That's real good. Quick. You like that? Yeah. Uh, trust. Why am I intrigued by Bible trivia with A to Z? I mean, because you never know what's going to happen. It's completely unpredictable. Trust you're the same way. I don't know why I'm intrigued either, but I and, am. And you get great things <laughs> like, like uh, what is the, the full duty of man or what was the question? And you know, you get somebody said, be kind and rewind. <laughs> <laughs> And you, uh, you, you get some good comments. Yes, yes. All right, guys. Uh, Old Testament next week. All right, we'll see you guys on Tuesday. No, we'll we'll see uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow morning on a win on a Thursday. The move the week is moving by real fast. The Titans playing on Monday night, but don't forget, Buck Rising is live tonight. A to Z Sports Primetime on these same channels. The Titans practice today on the fields with Sam Phelan. We'll have coverage all over our social media and on the website for our Titans practice coverage. And we'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Talk to you soon. Appreciate it as always. Adios.